0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome back, we hope, to Card Advantage. I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts. Joining me, as always, is Rich. Rich, how are you? Doing dandy. Great. Every, everything working just fine on your end?
1: <laughs> yeah, my, my computers are a normal PC, so they work.
0: Great, great. Mine's just a train wreck on this end, so if this actually gets recorded and or posted, it will be a minor miracle. Uh, joining us on this miracle train we have good friends of the show cj from judge cast
2: it's always been my dream to be the friend of someone's show
0: oh well i'm glad that we could uh glad we could could do that for you finally and, and of course mike from the manapool
3: it's always been my dream to be on a miracle train <laughs>
0: <laughs> choo choo we are on the miracle train uh so hey we got the band back together uh it sounds like a flavor cast episode, right? You'd think that. <laughs> yeah, you you'd think that. It's sort of a flavor cast. I mean it I I guess they have a flavor, although I suppose that they gain more flavors as you add to them, right?
1: Mm. I, think, I think they're a little, st- a little stringy.
0: If I'm understanding how they work. Uh so tonight we are going to discuss <sighs> things I I guess they're creatures i i don't know i think i think cj is gonna have to fill us in tonight we're gonna talk about slivers Slivers. and i have to say when i suggested that this might be a thing to talk about or maybe somebody on twitter suggested it be a thing that we talk about or maybe there was an email about it
2: You, you said it on an episode
0: uh cj just jumped all over that so i get the feeling that we might have resident sliver expert cj CJ, do you know things about about slivers?
2: I do. I've always, I've always loved slivers. I used to play pretty heavily in a uh, tempest when they got introduced.
0: Huh. Okay. I know
1: it's better to use a needle than a tweezers to get rid of them.
0: I. Uh, that is true. Uh, that is true. Uh. So. That was
1: funny, damn it! You can laugh at that, CJ. Don't even
0: uh, look. It's at least as funny as any joke we ever tell on this show. So, <laughs> all right,
2: I'll, I'll put it in the top jokes total this show.
0: Okay. Good. Good. Excellent. It's easily in the top 10 uh, for this episode. Um, so what is it about slivers that really captured your uh, interest or your imagination? Or, or what, what was it about them that made you go, you know, I am all aboard the sliver train?
2: Well, I guess it's because you can't partially be aboard the sliver train. Like, they just don't work if you're partially aboard them. You got to be all in. I've always been a big fan of like tribal type decks. And slivers are basically tribal by numbers. Like, you can't go wrong. You just pick a couple of colors, maybe three colors, or, of course, I chose all five. Of course. And you just slam every sliver you can into there, and you're off to the races. Uh, that's because all slivers affect all other slivers?
0: Well, originally.
2: Originally. And uh they all make each other bigger, and they make each other better, and so the more you have out, the better you're doing, and then you just play winged sliver, and you fly over your opponent, and you win.
0: Okay. That seems like a recipe for success,
2: yep. uh, I, that was I suppose. That was one of my childhood decks, and then when I got back into Magic and Zendikar, I uh, converted it to an EDH deck, because I was playing mostly singletons anyway, because that's what I could afford.
0: Right. Right. Uh, so you, you hit on a very important point there, that when it comes to uh, tribal, yeah, you don't get a lot more tribal than, than slivers.
2: Yeah, Slivers and Changeling, yeah, it's pretty work mu- great together.
0: Pretty much all they do is be tribal with the Slivers. So uh first introduced, you said, in in Tempest back in the yes. day? Yeah, but
2: for people who uh, listen to Mark Rosewater's podcast, he, he's brought up a few times how Slivers really got introduced. And they were part of a, a set called Spectral Chaos by Barry Reich. Um, people might know him of the Barry's Land fame if you follow Matt Tavak's Tumblr. People keep trying to figure out a way to to make Barry's Land work. Barry's Land is a concept where... uh, There's so many old mechanics here. There's an old mechanic called Domain, which gives you something extra for each basic land type you control. And Barry's Land...
1: Domain's so bad.
2: (laughs) It was a way to get Domain up to six. And a lot of people lose sight of that, because Barry's Land is not a way to just add colorless mana to your mana pool um, and have as many of that kind of land as you want in your library, but... It's it was a way to get domain up to six, so it was just a hypothetical thing. It never actually came out. But that's enough about Barry Right, who cares about him? Uh so in this set Special Chaos, think, which obviously
1: ba- I think Barry Right cares about Barry Right. We'll see. Uh
2: <laughs> obviously this set never got made, but it had a lot of mechanics that made it that made their way into other sets. And in this set he had come up with a type of creature which were all supposed to be slivers of a I think it was like a god that had like fallen to Dominaria or whatever plane and shattered into a bunch of slivers. And if these Uh. slivers got near each other, they would get power more powerful because it's the, the God or whatever it was coming back together. So that that was the original concept of them. I Um, get it. Yeah. Um, but they didn't end up that way. And so in Tempest, what we see are slivers and they're this, this hive mind race led by a queen during that time. They were led by a queen. Um, they're kind of shapeshifters. Like, you know, one can't turn into a step stool, but if if others are around, they gain the abilities of the other one. So if you have one that has you know, he's really pointy and then one with wings comes up, well they both become really pointy and have wings. Okay,
0: so they're less shapeshifter, more imitator. Yeah? They just kinda imitate those. They emulate those around them.
2: Well they emulate they're kind of Well, yeah, yeah, obviously.
1: Metamorph adaptive metamorphosis. Sure. That's what
3: I'm going with. Yeah, they, they have some kind of psychic hive mind link that also affects their genetic structure
2: somehow. Right. Um, so, yeah, we first saw them in Tempest, and basically, story-wise, we first see them on Wrath, the Plane of Wrath. So we talked about Wrath quite a bit when we talked about the Phyrexians. So hopefully people are a little familiar with Wrath. Uh, we don't know where they originally came from because nothing is native to Wrath. It was an artificial plane. Uh, we know Volrath <laughs> brought the slivers there to guard this thing called the... Uh, what well, we would be called the Legacy Weapon, but it was a bunch of uh, powerful artifacts that Urza made that mm. all combined were supposed to be this big weapon that would kill Yawgmoth. And spoiler alert, it worked. Um, but at this point, the Legacy Weapon was split up all over the place. Karn is part of the Legacy Weapon. The Weatherlight is part of the Legacy Weapon. Gerard is part of the Legacy Weapon, although he doesn't learn that till later. <laughs> so... Uh, Volrath used the slivers to guard the pieces that were on Wrath of the legacy weapon. And so they used to chill out in the furnace of Wrath. But as the weatherlight was traveling through there, Karn was like, hey. He went and talked to the sliver queen. And he's like, hey, these pieces of the legacy weapon are like parts of me, just like slivers are parts of you. And sliver queen was like, oh, you're so cute. And he let him through. She let him through. And that's how they got the legacy weapon. So no real big fight there or anything. Sliver Cream was like, yeah,
0: okay, seems okay. good. Okay, so Karn used his fast-talking proficiency, yeah. and that totally worked. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I've always thought of Karn as a smooth operator anyway, so... Right. Yeah, I could see that. So let, let me ask, since we're talking about all this. So do all of these events that we're discussing here, do all of these take place in a novel?
2: Uh, This one did, actually. I think this is the only novel that really mentions the slivers. Uh, everything else we're getting from, I think we're going to talk about, comes from, like flavor text, stuff like that, uh, it doesn't show up too much. But this actually was in the novel. I do remember Jared and the Weatherlight crew fighting the slivers on the on the Weatherlight.
0: Okay, and so d- do we remember which of the novels this was?
2: Well, it would have been, if they're on Wrath, I think that would be... Was that one just called Tempest or something that was Tempest. Else? Yeah, Tempest, Stronghold, and, uh... yeah, Tempest and Stronghold. Okay. It would be one of those two.
0: So, if folks want to hear the details of uh, Karn laying the smooth vibe down on the Sliver Queen, that's where they would go.
2: Yeah, also, since Wrath is, or since Volrath is still alive, I think it's missed during this time. Yeah. Also, the way the um the way the cards and art and flavor text are laid out
3: in the Tempest block, it it can almost be used as a storyboard. So
2: you can get a lot of it just by looking at cards from those sets. Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah, if you do some searching, uh, I've seen articles every once in a while on, on Wizard's site where they lay out all the cards in Tempest in story order so you can see the entire plot because it, every single card in a row, it's not in like color order or anything, but in story order, they, they told out the entire plot.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It was an interesting thing they did then. So, so we talked about the whole point of Wrath was to get as big as Dominaria, and then through some magic, it would overlay on Dominaria, and that way the frexian Armies who were on Wrath could then be on Dominaria. Uh, this happened. Uh, Slivers were also on Wrath during this time, and unfortunately, they overlaid into a volcano at Erborg. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, most oh. of the slivers died. That's not mentioned in the novels. I'm not sure where that information comes from. But most of the slivers died there, and any that were left kind of died during the invasion, during the Phyrexian invasion. So, that's sad.
0: Yeah, it really is. You know, the Phyrexians just screw everything up.
2: Yeah, well... Too
0: far for around. more details, see our episode where we talk about the Phyrexian.
2: Yeah, although in this case, uh, I don't think the Phyrexians killed the slivers. Well, beyond overlaying them into a volcano, but...
0: Right, well, they that's... Care. Kind of bad.
2: Yeah. So does someone want to talk about the actual card, Sliver Queen? Sure. Sounds great.
3: Sliver Queen, scroll, 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 Sliver Queen,
2: <laughs> um, was the very
3: first card of all five colors. Wow. Yeah, she was. Really? That was a big deal. Yes, yeah. So she was. Sliver Queen costs Wooburg, white, blue, black, red, green. For a 7-7, seven, seven. so five mana for a 7-7 seven, seven was also an incredibly big deal. Back yeah. then. It really was. Um, you don't get that kind of efficiency. Yes, it's all five colors, but let's yeah let, <laughs> let let's be honest with ourselves. This is awesome. Um, so Sliver Queen is legendary. She is also a Sliver. Um, her, her original rules text specifically said that she counted as a Sliver. But one the most important part about her is that she has another ability. You can pay two just whenever whenever you want. Pay two mana. Put a one one colorless Sliver creature token onto the battlefield. Yeah, that's so not amazing. only do you have a cheap 7-7 gaining all your uh, sliver abilities, but you can make even more slivers
2: that have all these abilities piled on them. Yeah. Really that, really sounds,
1: that sounds fair and reasonable.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally.
2: Yeah. She's in my sliver commander deck. I also <laughs> thought... So, like, most slivers that you can imagine exist, do exist. You know, sliver that gives everyone flying, sliver that gives everyone plus one, plus one, plus one, plus two, plus oh, plus one, plus zero, plus zero, plus one. Uh, these all exist, so I don't think they're that interesting to talk about. Some of them are uh, multiples. For the simple yeah. ones.
0: Well, I, I think the interesting thing here... Uh, that is kind of worth at least mentioning is if you look at all of the slivers, and I do encourage people to go to, well, whatever your favorite card search engine is. I usually go to Gatherer, even though I know some people prefer other things. But if you just go there, find all the slivers, and then just start to scroll through them and ask yourself, how do these fit into the color pie? Because they exist in five colors, if you look at the abilities that get divvied up, it's, it's an interesting case study in how the color pie works.
1: Uh, aren't they a good case study that the color point doesn't work?
0: Well, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, a, a, a lot of them, it's like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. That totally matches those colors. Uh, like, for instance, if I were to tell you that there's a sliver that gives other slivers double strike, what color is that? White. white. Nope. Red. 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 Yep. How about
2: haste? No, hold on. It's suppose. in white and red. Oh, is it in the both? Double, there's yeah, the double strike slivers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So don't come at me with that, first off.
0: Well, look, I'm not, I'm not trying I don't to
2: need. The, I don't need this sass.
0: Hey, I'm not trying to sass you. I'm a
2: sliver expert.
0: <laughs> a a, sliv- a sliver expert? Did I... you say
2: haste? Yeah, haste. It's the red one. I think there's two red ones. Yeah, yeah, there's two red ones. I was going to say, I mean, the
1: the five slivers that were in the last core set there's one for flying, double strike, death touch, haste, I think hex poof or trample.
2: Yeah, Trample. I never got my Hexproof one. I always hoped they'd make it, and they never did. Nope. Uh, they did make the plus three, plus three one, though. That's pretty good. So, oh, the other sliver I want to talk about, though, from Tempest, was Metallic Sliver, which is just a one-one-for-one, one one, and it's just an artifact creature sliver, so it doesn't give any abilities. Uh, from a story perspective, though, I always kind of like Metallic Sliver because it's something Volrath built to try to infiltrate the Hive and just kind of learn more about them, but... It didn't ever actually do anything. Like, he he wasn't able to build one good enough that actually gave abilities back to the other slivers, but it was good enough to take abilities from the slivers. I thought that was cute, and we'll see a theme of that a little bit later.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. We should also mention something about the artwork at this point, uh, what the the look and feel of your prototypical sliver at this time is.
2: Yeah, Yeah, they look like Impala... Chevy Impala, the logo that's on those cars looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I see. An it's an a sliver. sliver. Yeah, but look at it; it looks like a sliver.
0: Now I got to go look for the Chevy yeah. Impala logo.
3: It's got a basically it's the the basic sliver is big, pointy head, um, one long jointed arm, a very long sinuous body, and a bifurcated tail.
0: Uh, yeah, it's the Chevy Impala logo.
2: Yeah, definitely. See.
0: I'll never I, look at that the same way again. I
2: only see a sliver when I look at it. I get that it's supposed to be an <laughs> antelope or something, but I see a sliver every time. So yeah, that's what all the slivers look like at this time, more or less. All right. Um, it's also mentioned during this time that Balrath did like genetic experiments on the slivers, but since these are the only slivers we ever saw, uh, and they're going to persist for a while here, we don't really know what that means, because like, we've never seen another sliver, so mm-hmm. these are the slivers. So let's talk about the Riptide Project. So this, this takes place 100 years later in Otaria. So this is during the um, uh, Onslaught? Yes. Scourge, Legion, Onslaught. that block. Uh, so this, unfortunately, was not in the novels. It, actually, slivers aren't mentioned in these novels at all, which made me so sad. So the wizards of the Riptide Project, they live on Otaria. Uh, on a oh, little, okay, like, hold,
0: hold on. What, what's the Riptide Project? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pretend I didn't ask that. Carry on.
2: Yeah. I mean, beyond what they do here, I have no idea if the Riptide Project did anything else. Uh, But the idea here was they were like, hey, we heard of Slivers. They sound cool. We should bring them back and study them. So they do that. They do, I don't know, some kind of Simic nonsense, I guess. And they bring Slivers back on Dominaria. Uh, But they don't make a queen. And they quickly learned that the queen was actually important because the Slivers pretty quickly overrun the entire island, being Slivers. So, yeah, their, their shared intelligence
3: without a queen is pretty yeah. limited. They're basically just a, a herd of animals.
1: Yeah,
2: this, the Starcraft parallels are staggering. When The, Over- the
1: Zerg!
2: Yes. <laughs> when the Overmind died and, every, and then Brood War, the expansion happened. Anyway, <laughs> so during the same time is when all this plot around the Mirari, which eventually becomes Memnarch, and that's its own whole thing, uh, is causing all kinds of craziness on Otaria uh and so the slivers head towards it thinking that it might be their queen it's sending out little psychic signals and and they think hey maybe this is our queen so they head towards it unfortunately it is not their queen and during so
1: unfortunate or fortunate
2: unfortunately cuz i want the slivers if dominary was just a plane of slivers right now i'd be so happy with that like
1: <laughs> interesting
2: um but unfortunately it isn't and not to go deep into the Corona storyline, but when Corona became Corona, comma, false god, there was an explosion and she killed them all again. More or less. She killed most of them.
0: Man, slivers got it rough.
2: I know, they do get it rough. Uprooted from their homeworld, which we don't know what it is.
0: Thrown in I mean, a volcano.
2: I mean, we even know where the core come from now, from Zendikar, but we don't know where the slivers come from.
3: Yeah, appearing in a volcano... Oh there's so. a green one that gives haste. Was that the point you were trying to make earlier, Clues?
0: Uh sure, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, Clues had a legitimate point. We'll
0: believe Wait, that for now. There's a green one that gives them haste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's why you brought it up. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Originally I was I was going with the white and red and it was all in the color pie, but there's the green one apparently.
2: Is that one not uh time shifted? Uh it doesn't have the it doesn't okay. have the alternate frame. Yeah. No. Well, it's tertiary and green. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so the explosion kills them. A few do survive, and the most notable sliver of this time period is the Sliver Overlord, who is the commander of my Sliver Commander deck.
0: Okay, and for those who are keeping track at home, the Sliver Overlord, you'll never guess, but it happens to cost Wooburg. That's right, white, blue, black, red, green. It is also a 7-7, seven, seven. shocker there. Uh It's a legendary Sliver mutant. I don't yeah. know how often the mutant part becomes important.
2: Yeah, that's, and that's because of the Riptide Project. A lot of things involved to the Riptide Project were mutants.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, somebody should, uh, tell Sony to give that back to Disney so that we can stop with the whole inhumans thing, but that's... Fox, top, Fox owns. Oh, Fox is, is, is it Fox. Oh, that's, that's right, it's Fox who's... Uh, it has some abilities in addition to being a 7-7 for 5 for 3 colorless mana. And no tapping. Just three colorless mana. Search your library for a Sliver card. Reveal that card and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. And then for three mana, gain control of target Sliver.
1: I yeah. see. They w- they wanted to make a fair one. I see.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I have him in my deck with a Miboy Changeling, so I can make my opponent's creatures Slivers. That's the only like not directly Sliver thing I do in that deck. But mm-hmm. a Miboy Changeling is still Sliver, so it counts. Technically. It is a sliver. Technically. All right, so the next time we see slivers on Dominaria is during Time Spiral, Planar, Chaos, and Future Sight. So most of the slivers we see during these sets are the ones that survived from the Riptide Project era and the Corona explosion. Uh, we also see some others from different timelines, you know, the future-shifted, time-shifted cards. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of plot on these. Um, basically, Frey Elise and Lord Windgrace during this time were kind of keeping slivers under control in their in their areas. Uh, Lord Windgrace is from Erborg, Elise is from uh, Lanawar, I think. Mm-hmm. A- and um, you know, they kind of figured out how to keep control of them. I'm not saying they were like controlling armies of slivers, but they they kept them under control. And till some guy called the Weaver King, who is a plot line in those novels, uh, he figured out how their hive mind works and started to control them. But long story short he died and so all the slivers went pretty aimless again uh it's it's rough being a killer worm
0: so since the time of the original sliver queen mm-hmm. have they really had a good grasp on being you know the whole hive
2: no so they haven't had like a a queen again they never have like sliver overlord was not the queen it was just kind of a mutant um they never had a leader like that but one important thing to note during this time period is they actually start to evolve to a point where the hive mind itself, like the concept of it starts to become sentient and they no longer need a queen. Now we haven't seen anything to really follow up on that, but uh, this, these sets also do mention something called the hive stone, which they then say is what Volrath used to control the slivers in the first place. But they also say that anyone who tries to use it now gets controlled by the slivers because the slivers have kind of, evolved past that mm. so so beyond that um slivers should still exist on dominaria but this is really the last time we hear about them on dominaria and i think somebody listening is going to be like "Well, what about the core sets well we'll get to that but that is not <laughs> slivers from dominaria <laughs> i don't know why so huh. some slivers uh that i thought were notable one i wanted to talk about is ghost flame slivers which is a black red sliver that says all slivers are colorless it's just interesting to me to have this ghost flame sliver. Uh, ghost fire also was in one of these three sets, future site. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to me to have this because I don't know what were they hinting at. Like, was this before they'd really figured out ghost fire, or no? This th- that was a callback to um,
3: ghostly flame. It was a red and black enchantment that made red and. Red and black source of damage, or just red source of damage. Anyways, okay. Count count as colorless as color as source of damage. Well, I'm, the, gl- the I'm glad you're on. The, the multicolored slivers in um, Time Spiral Block were callbacks to old, just totally random-ass enchantments and creatures from old. Oh, students.
2: so you mean every card in Time Spiral Block was a callback to some random-ass... Yes, random every callback. card in Time
3: Spiral <laughs> Block was some kind of in-joke that you had to have been playing for 15 yeah. years to get. Yeah. I
0: got
2: most of them, but yeah, this one slid me by. I, I assumed it was it was related to ghost fire. <laughs> that ghostly flame, it's from Ice Age or something.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It is, in fact, from Ice Age. Mike is 100% correct. It costs a black and a red. It's an enchantment that says black and or red permanents and spells are colorless sources of damage. Wow. That's it. That's all it does.
2: But you still couldn't target something with protection from
3: red. like it's <laughs> Nope. No, but blocking doesn't work as well, and circles of protection don't work.
2: Oh. Uh, cool. Well, I'll let someone else talk about the Sliver Legion. I wonder what it costs and, and its power and toughness is.
0: Huh. Yeah, I wonder. Hey, Rich, why don't you tell us? The Sliver Legion? The Sliver Legion.
1: Oh, what do you know? It's Woberg. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's a shocker.
1: It's a legendary creature, and all Sliver creatures get plus one, plus one for each other Sliver in play. Seven, seven. That sounds fair. Reasonable,
0: yeah, seven seven for five. I've never done that before. That that should be fine.
1: Yeah, he's not like he's making all slivers
0: huge. No, ah, just a little bigger, just a teeny tiny bit.
3: I don't
1: like it. I don't like slivers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: we, um, I think it was, I think it was mainly Corey and Dirk back in the group of people who would play in the dorm, but after after a very small number of games we made it a standing rule that if one of them wanted to play their sliver deck they had to make sure the other one wasn't playing their sliver deck.
2: <laughs> yeah sliver two had a giant works out pretty well well he used to yeah so very-
0: i was going to say it should be noted up until now that uh, yeah. all these slivers we've discussed uh, whenever they buff they buff all other slivers not yours alone yeah all slivers
2: a one-on-one game with two sliver decks is pretty miserable, actually. <laughs> it's just trying... Like, all of a sudden, their base power and toughness matters a lot, when normally it doesn't matter at all. But, like, if you get a sliver that's a 3-3, all of a sudden it's king of the battlefield. So, Vincer's Sliver was another one I wanted to talk about, which is a 5-mana 3-3 sliver, and it's basically the exact same thing as Metallic Sliver. Uh, Vincer saw these slivers, he thought they were interesting, And he's like, I'm going to build one that infiltrates the hive, and basically works the exact same way. It's just interesting to me that Venser was like, did the exact same thing Volrath did.
0: Now, do we have any storyline where Venser does that, or just the the text on the card?
2: Just the text on the card.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
2: And and knowing that he was a pretty gifted artificer,
0: right? Yeah, he was obviously.
2: Venser. This is a bit of a tangent, but this is pseudo flavor cast. Vincer kind of messes up the timeline for me, cause I can't, I can't, so he's technically a pre-mending planeswalker, which is to say, he ascended, like, less than a year before the mending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but he, he's also around with, like, Elspeth and stuff, and they are post-mending planeswalkers. So, like, how old is Vincer? 10,000. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> 38.
2: Like, I don't get it, like. I mean,
3: planeswalkers just from their, just, just from the power that's been granted to them, are naturally long lived. Um, I remember us talking last time, wondering exactly how old Liliana is. Considering she got to the point where she was show, so old, she had to make that deal with the four demons to get her youth back.
2: Yeah, but that's that was about that must have been around you know eighty years after the mending. She was immortal. That crazy. Then the mending happened, and she started to age, and mm-hmm. that's why she had to go do that. Like right. I, I think Jace is only going to live. But, till, but like, she might have already been. She might have already been a couple hundred years old before the ending. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Vincer messes me up. I don't think he really fits in. Uh There's also my personal favorite, vir- virulent sliver.
0: No, uh, terrible.
2: I have really <laughs> don't like this one, which says all slivers, all sliver creatures have poisonous one. Awful. So this is their first attempt to bring poison back. And no, no, not
0: there, not there. Let's be clear. Whose fault is this?
2: Probably Rosewater.
0: There you go. Uh,
2: but all that meant was whenever a sliver dealt comet to a player, that player gets a poison counter, and then a player with 10 or more poison counters loses the game, like all poison counters. But, yeah, that was their attempt to bring back poison, which I was a big poison fan, too, running all the garbage poison guards we used to have before Infect existed. Oh, man. But you get four of these out, and that means each one of them is giving four poison counters. That's pretty yep. sweet, because it's a trigger.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, that's...
2: I mean, every sliver is given four poison counters. That's but...
0: disgusting, is what that yeah. is. And then, Unfortunately,
3: draft, and then you draft them and play two-headed giant and win all the magic games. Yes.
2: So, Unfortunately,
0: I was,
1: was At least they didn't give the green sliver from the recent core set. Inf- all, all slivers get infected.
2: Jeez.
0: Yeah, that would have caused a lot of table flipping.
2: That busted.
0: A lot of table flipping. For me, just me alone.
2: So Yeah, let's talk about the core set. So those slivers are actually from Chandelar. And if you're like, what's Chandelar? It's- Ooh, It's a plane! Yeah, it's a plane. It's their go-to fantasy Got generic plane.
0: Wasn't it that... also a video game?
3: Yes. Yeah, it was the plane that the old Microprose uh, computer game took place
2: on. Yep. So, we haven't seen much about Chandelar beyond that video game. I think, I think there's a few of the comic books cover Chandelar as well, but honestly, we don't know too much about Chandelar except they use it in core sets a lot. So, that's where all those slivers uh that we saw in the core sets are from. Although that also means we will never see slivers again until either we go to Chandelar or we go to some other plane that they're <laughs> randomly on. So uh by the way, we have no idea why they are on Chandelar. We don't know if that's their home plane, but I don't think it is. We don't know how they got there. We don't know if they're on other planes. Um I mean the the Frexians did have portals to other planes, so Yeah, that's true. So are there, but there clearly are pharexians on Chandelar. So I don't that know. That we know of. I just feel I was like say,
0: are you sure?
2: Feel like well, that kind of thing kind of becomes obvious. Well, there was an, unch- they
1: had an uncharted realms not too long ago. Um, actually, it was a little bit ago with the not uh, not origins, but the course before that that yeah, had yep. you know um,
2: bard and the
0: yeah it was you the wandering bard.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, but. So what? He found a bunch of slivers. Like, it didn't say anything. There's nothing any particular interesting there. They, they've had two stories about the slivers on Chandelar, but neither one...
0: Wait, they've had two? What was the other one?
2: It's a like a letter by a, a researcher. Yeah. Uh, hmm. That's... Okay, so let's let's circle back to that in just a second. So when they introduced slivers in the, in the core set, they made two big changes. One we've kind of mentioned is the slivers now only affect creatures you control. So they don't affect all slivers. Uh, This is just in line with their templating for Lords today. So that one didn't really bother me at all Um, because that that was just bringing them up to current-day templating. Uh, The other one is the sliver's got a new art style. So someone else can talk about that for a second.
0: Yeah, you go ahead, Mike. I think I have to wind it up for that.
2: Yeah, the the new art style, instead of the
3: standard sliver look that we talked about earlier, you know, big pointy head on one end, two-pronged tail on the other, and a big claw arm somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, with variations. Some of them have wings, some of them have horns, some of them have spines, some of them are ghostly somehow. Um, the ones in the core set were revamped to be, a lot of them end up being very anthropomorphic. Some of them are more just kind of quadrupedal animals, beasts or whatever. But they're very, very, very different. Um, they all have these weird tentacles on their heads uh that I know many people compared to looking like the Predator. Oh, yeah. Know first revealed striking sliver striking sliver is the predator i don't know how you can argue that (laughs) um but yeah and that's that's got on a lot of people's nerves because the original art design for the slivers you know ended up being um very iconic for them and their and their place in the game and it just wasn't clear why uh wizards of the coast the wizards of the coast creative team felt the need to redesign them um yeah, I mean, there's plenty of explanations for why it could be in in-game explanations. You know, the slivers living on Chandelar just followed a divergent evolutionary path. It only <laughs> takes one. It only takes one dude-shaped sliver to make all the other slivers around it become dude-shaped. And if that's right. a, if, it, and if that's an advantage,
2: then they'll keep it. You know. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to circle back to that first story because that first story is exactly what says that um, that they went down a different evolutionary path because he finds fossils of the old shapes hmm but then they ended up uh like the new shapes but this caused some kind of outrage which i didn't i never got because i was fine with it 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 never bothered me um and i'm sliver fan number one i mean
3: even though it's perfectly reasonable that that they could be like this i still had trouble viewing the motivation for it as anything other than just trying to punch it up a little bit which you know personally i don't think is a good enough reason by itself
2: yeah but
0: you
3: know whatever
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, it's almost surprising I'm not complaining about it, because of all mm-hmm. my complaints on the last episode I was on, <laughs> particularly about Liliana's story. Uh, but no, it it never bothered me, not at all. Why can't she just be a hoe?
3: <laughs> yeah, why couldn't she? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's set that aside, but uh, I actually did not care for the, the Sliver redesign myself, because they, the, they took something I, that was interesting and iconic and made it more generic.
2: Yeah, but to you, this is the first time you ever saw Slivers.
0: Oh, that's not true.
2: I mean, for real, though.
0: Yeah, well, it's the first time I encountered new Slivers, let's put it that way.
2: Well, it's the first time we all encountered new Slivers.
0: Well, no. I mean, there were people who probably <laughs> were playing back in Tempest and saw a new Sliver. I was not. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. The The old Slivers were goofy-looking. Let's just put it out there, okay? They're goofy-looking, <laughs> right? goofy-looking. They just look... Bizarre and alien. ...damned peculiar, is how I would describe them. And uh, we we had that very iconic look, and then we come to it looks like the Predator, which... Not only does it look like the Predator, half of them look like... You, you know the movie... Uh, uh, well, I, I hate to mention this. Supposedly, there were sequels to the Matrix, but uh, in the Matrix mm. movies, there's, there's... I don't
1: recall there being a sequel.
0: There's squid-like things that are, are tracking them. You know, with all yeah, the tentacles uh, flailing uh, well. out behind them. They look like that. And it's just, they're things, but they don't really look like slivers anymore. That's what bothered me, is they they made them less iconic, less interesting.
2: Eh. Now, if they went back to Dominaria, and then had the Dominarian ones looking like people, then I would be more upset, I think, about it. But even then, I mean, how much time has passed since we last saw Dominaria? It was
0: mending, so... Yeah, I believe they're now uh, all shaped like let's say carn.
3: <laughs> right.
2: So
1: maybe that's the goal. Slivers and phyrexians are merging together. Maybe.
3: Yeah. Speaking of that, did I let me see if this thing is still live. What? Okay, here we go. Yeah, there was something um on Twitter a while back that some dude did uh lining up some slivers and the phyrexian praetors next to each other.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: To show the similarities. Yeah, I, okay, the link is still live. Yeah, I, I I linked to it in um an article I wrote about this for the Manipool back at the time when they were first revealed.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, like I said, we don't really know much about Chandelar, particularly modern-day Chandelar. So, there's not, there's not much of a story around the slivers there. just that they are there, people are aware they're there, and they tend to kill um, things. And they hum. And they hum. Right. Uh, so, someone read the. Uh, so, when the new slivers came out, we didn't get uh, a seven-seven for five color, five colors. But that's because corsets generally don't have multicolor cards. And I think in that corset we had Nicol Bolas or something, so we weren't going to yeah. get a five color card. But in M15, we did get one.
0: We did. Who who wants to uh, run with this one? It's much more fair.
3: <laughs> to to an extent, the Sliver Hive Lord also yeah. costs Wooburg. But it's only a 5-5. Five, five.
0: What?
3: But that is because its ability that it hands out to the slivers says, sliver creatures you control have indestructible. That's pretty good.
0: Now, was, Seems fair. Now, was this the point at which we made indestructible a keyword ability like that? Yes. Was, was I M15 think M- where that happened?
3: I think M15 was the first core set to have that in effect.
2: Yeah, probably.
3: Yeah, because it wasn't yet a thing around Ravnica blocks, so that means M14 wouldn't have it.
0: All right, and the Sliver Hive Lord looks more like a traditional Sliver.
3: He does. He's got four arms, but that's okay because he's the big boss. He is. And he's allowed to do that. Yeah. Sliver Queen had two arms herself, so that's cool.
0: (laughs) Did they they actually ramp up the... Did anybody have three in the middle there? Did, uh... Sliver Hive Lord. Hive Lord looks like he has three. Let me you take
3: can this. see three, but I don't know. There might be one in the back. There I think you're be. all talking about Overlord, right? Not Hive Lord? Yeah, Overlord, yeah. Overlord, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Overlord, you can see three, but he might have one in the back. I don't know.
0: And it's that one you can't see that gets you. Yeah. And Sliver <laughs> Legion, it, I can't really tell what's going on there. I think they yeah. they, they duct taped several it's together. It's just
2: a great big pile of Slivers. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. It's the mere Battlesphere <clears> of <throat> I was just about
0: to say that. It's the yeah. mere Battlesphere of Slivers. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's just a pile of them.
0: Uh, by the way, does uh, uh, somebody want to read the flavor text on Hive Lord?
2: This is the source.
3: The line unbroken since the calamity that brought such monsters sh- to our shores.
2: That's a yeah. quote from Hastrick, a Thunian scout. And it's stuff like that that makes me believe they're not native to Chandelar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, they weren't in the video game. I just feel like, I mean, obviously they didn't exist yet, but it, it feels like you can't have you can't say something like that always existed on Chandelier just because it would come up. Right. If only they had brought Barry on as a consultant. I know. Oh, that's that's really it for slivers. I
0: yeah, that's
2: it's been kind of quick actually, but
0: uh, well, I mean, it was a pretty straightforward. Story, let's say.
2: Yeah, they they just touch pieces here and there. Uh, I really wish I really wish more was about the Riptide project in in general. Um, that whole side is just not talked about in the novels, like because that's um uh, uh, that's the set that had not the Merfolk, but the uh the the squid people. The cephalids. The cephalids, thank you. Uh, that's the set that had the squi- cephalids, and they're I don't think they're mentioned like at all except for well. A- Yeah, they're.
3: um, Let's see, Cephalids in uh, Odyssey, Torment, Judgment. But then the big tribe for for blue in Onslaught block was wizards.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about the novels. um, Oh, the novels. The Cephalids don't come up much at all, except for Ambassador Laquatus, who goes, but he's a Merfolk who goes to visit the Cephalids, Mm -hmm. and so it's the Cephalids doing most of this Riptide project, and so they just didn't touch on it in the novels, which makes me sad. Yeah, it's amazing how little overlap there was between
3: the novels and the cards in some places. Like, you'd have the Reptide Project playing out on the cards, but then in the novels, you'd have some random garbage that ends up being extremely relevant to the story. Like, the very first time I heard about The Weaver King was on an episode of this show that I guessed it on.
2: <laughs> really? I, don't, I didn't remember mentioning them before. I mean, I, I vaguely remember reading about The Weaver King. So, unfortunately, the Times Sparrow novels get to the novels that I've only read once, which, uh-huh. yes, that means I've read – a lot of them twice or three times but the time star novels are new enough where i only read them once so i, I just barely remember a mention of that guy it it i i think
3: it came up when i think he can maybe i didn't hear it on the show but it ha it i got it through some reading i was doing when we were talking about some big timeline thing yeah but yeah just never heard about it never cared apparently he was important okay
0: now did we mention the third colorless sliver
2: not yet. No, it was boring.
0: Yeah, that's that was going to be my question: is what's the deal with the third colorless sliver? Because we had the one that was made by uh, Venser. We had the one that was made by uh, was it Volrath who made Volrath. It, the the first yeah. one, and then there's one in M fourteen that is just a colorless artifact sliver construct for three mana. That's a two two. We don't yeah. know who made it. We don't know why.
2: It sounds like the same reason, <laughs> like to get in the hive but it didn't work out. Yeah, but it was yeah. just some guy. Some guy on Chandelar.
0: Jimmy's discount sliver construct.
3: Yeah, the flavor text says... You're right, the flavor text says it doesn't even work. Yeah, yeah, I read Shards that of torn metal litter the ground as a
2: warning to any artificers inquisitive about the Hive's inner workings. Yeah, it's funny to make a card that basically implies it always got destroyed. Hm. It should be like whenever sliver enters the battlefield, destroy this. <laughs> but then why is it a sliver? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> So, yeah, maybe next time we see Slivers, we'll get my um, my Hexproof Sliver.
0: Yeah, because that's totally a mechanic that we need to spread around. around I'll take more. it
2: at 7 mana. I'll take it at 10 mana. I don't care.
0: Hey, uh, speaking of uh, 7 mana, did we talk about the 7 mana Sliver?
3: That'd be the Ground Shaker. That'd
0: be the Ground Shaker Sliver, which uh, costs 6 and a green. Uh, for a 5-5, five five Sliver creatures you control have Trample. Stupid. Uh, I, hate, I
1: hate cards that do that. Is it because it's green? Nope. I just don't think Trample's a fair thing to to give to everything.
0: (laughs) So you've got no problem with CJ giving all his dudes hexproof. I
3: don't Uh, like that either. Okay. (laughs) Don't put words in his mouth, Clues.
0: All right. Well, hey, I'm just saying his, his silence was deafening earlier when CJ was going all crazy with hexproof.
1: I generally don't like a lot of things that give, like, static abilities like that. Like, if it's a one-time use where all creatures you control have trample, like, overrun and things like that, I'm more okay with. But when it's a constant, like, like, Domery Raid's, um, emblem is a perfect example. Even if it just gives one of those, it's not, not a fair thing like that. I don't like it.
2: I used to win at the pre-release that had these slivers by, I would play the white sliver, the 2-2 double strike, and then I would enlarge it when they couldn't block. And then I would just swing and, and deal 18 damage to him. You could always get away with it once. They wouldn't let you do it a second time, but they'd <laughs> fall for it once. I carried that stupid combo to the top. That's all my deck had going. <laughs> all right, well, any other slivers? I mean,
0: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of slivers, but they all... There's
2: lots of slivers. They uh,
0: all essentially...
2: Slivers were used as a big way to introduce random future site mechanics.
4: hmm
2: In fact... Mm-hmm. We can talk about a couple if you want. There's frenzy sliver, which gives all slivers frenzy. Frenzy's a mechanic to this day. I don't 100% understand. Um, It seems simple, so it's just whenever a sliver attacks and it isn't blocked, it gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. And it's like, what's what's tough about that? But I'm like, uh, what was my old question with that? It had something to do with there being multiple slivers. What's a it's a triggered ability, right? Yeah. So does frenzy one mean? Because it says whenever a sliver, not whenever this sliver attacks, and is isn't blocked. So if I have five slivers out and they all attack and all aren't blocked, do they all trigger and give that one, each one, plus five, plus zero? Ooh. Yeah, I I get what you're asking. This is just
3: a case of the um, reminder text being bad. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, they
2: introduce sliver cycling. Stupid. Oh, absorb. <laughs> absorb's a good one. If a source would deal damage prevent one of that damage, Uh, they deemed that mechanic too strong to actually ever bring back. Uh, That Uh card's sweet. I get that. Uh, Fate Seal.
1: Urza's Armor was something like that, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, only for players.
3: Daunting Defender. If you ever had to play against someone who had made a Cleric Tribal deck and piled in the Daunting Defenders, you know just how abusive an ability like Absorb. Right. Uh, Yeah, Fate Seal. (laughs) So maybe not a bunch of mechanics from the future. <laughs> maybe maybe the far future. It's it's not the future we're living in. Yet. Yeah, poison is one. Pois- we yeah. know the poisons didn't come true.
2: Right, thank, thank God. I know absorb won't. I doubt we'll ever see sliver cycling. I doubt we'll ever see frenzy because it's just lame. And I doubt we'll ever see fate seal. So <laughs> that's about it.
0: Mm, uh, I can mean, see us having fate seal. No, nah, it's but too. As a, uh, as a no, as a keyword, no. No, yeah. still isn't fun. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, a lot of things Blue does isn't fun, but that doesn't <laughs> stop them, right?
1: Oh, that's what you're talking <laughs> about, Clues. Drawing cards is amazing. I,
2: I also appreciate this Vidalcan Aether Mage, which has flash. in. Whenever Vodalka Mage enters, enters the battlefield, return target Sliver to its owner's hand. Just solely to mess with Slivers, <laughs> that's all this uh, You know what, though? That reminds me of one Sliver we definitely should talk about, which is Plague Sliver. And Plague Sliver reads, all Slivers have. At the beginning of your upkeep, de- this creature deals one damage to you. It's the anti-Sliver Sliver card. It's a 5-5 five, five for four mana, too, which ain't bad. Huh. So, yeah, if you're playing against someone with a bunch of Slivers, you play this, they're not going to be too happy. Yeah, and, and the old design of Slivers
3: allowed for designs like this. Yeah.
0: not There's still, still
1: think thing you can get away with that design a little bit. If you're going to focus heavy on one sort of thing, like like allies, for example, having an anti-ally card, or like what rebels were, you know, things like
3: that, where you, I think they could uh-huh. still
1: print that now. I don't think there is likely to, but I think if there's something that's that dominating that they could, they could.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I mean is because at the time the design of slivers still gave the ability to all of the slivers, that's why they could print a sliver with a sliver-hating ability. Right. Because it could, it could, it could affect your opponent's stuff.
0: Sorry, I just can't get over the all slivers are colorless, ghostly flame tie in that. <laughs> Still reeling from that.
1: Protects them from washout.
0: But now
2: now I'm looking at the other multicolored slivers, and like Dark Heart Sliver? I remember that one. That's Dark Heart of the Woods. Yep, Dark Heart, Dark Heart of the is, Woods. All slivers have sacrifices, creature you gain through life. Mm-hmm. Fire Awake Sliver is Fires of Yahamaya.
3: Mm-hmm. Here, let's see. Opaline Sliver is Reparations. Necrotic Sliver is Vindicate. Dementia Sliver is Nebuchadnezzar. Um, frenetic Sliver is Frenetic freet, Ghost Flame Sliver is Ghost Flame, Dark ghost Sliver, blah. Far Awake Sliver is Fires of Yavamaya, Cautery Sliver... No clue. I'm going to have to think about that some more. Yeah, I don't that one. Harmonic Sliver is
2: ara shards. Dormant Sliver is Jungle Barrier. Cottery Sliver. What is that? Yeah. So Cottery Sliver is one sacrifice is permanent. All slivers gain this. Uh, this permanent deals one damage to target creature or player, and all slivers have one sacrifice to permanent permanent. Prevent the next one damage so we dealt to target sliver creature or player this turn. Sliver creature or player. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know that one. I guess that's that's an email for maybe maybe that's one they just had to make up. I don't know. <sighs> but all the other ones reference something. Yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, would you believe? That it references Goblin Legionnaire.
2: No, I would not. That no, because the there. numbers aren't right.
3: I mean, I thought about that, but no. Because he does two, right?
0: Uh, Goblin Legionnaire has uh, one one red, sacrifice him, he deals two damage to a character player. Uh, white and sacrifice him prevent the next two damage, yeah.
3: I mean, it's a pretty tenuous link. I understand that giving all that, having that number be two on Cautery Sliver would be too strong but, yeah.
2: That's the closest card I can think of, but I don't think it's right. Driving me crazy. Yeah, I can't find any red-white card with those abilities. So, okay, well, I'm just thrilling podcasting.
0: Hey, well... Uh, <laughs> Someone does, out there must know. Yeah, Unless somebody it, knows this.
2: I mean, there's no way they made one that didn't reference another card.
0: If you designed Cautery Sliver, please, <laughs> or if you know who did, please get them in contact with us. Hmm, It's interesting. I don't know that that will help but hey i'm trying right Eh, yeah yeah okay hey what about uh did did you guys did either of you and i'm gonna guess the answer for cj is (laughs) of course uh did either of you have the premium deck series slivers
2: (laughs) yes no actually i didn't i Uh, wasn't playing when it came out oh uh yeah Yeah, i I I got each of the premium decks when they came out besides i already own most of them
0: right of course
2: oh what about it
0: i was just curious because it was a uh uh you know it was uh it was a thing right the premium deck series used to happen uh but not anymore and there was one it was full of, you'll, you'll never guess but uh, the premium deck series slivers full of slivers i think we're all shocked <laughs>
1: amateurs we shocked. maybe
0: all right well i guess that's all the slivers we have unless there's a sliver that adds more to the show no no okay
2: no Sorry, this is tearing me apart. Goblin Legionnaire is the closest card. But why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have succeeded in driving CJ insane. So... Mission achieved. Fantastic.
3: I guess because they didn't want to do Sultari Gorillas.
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, did we forget your favorite sliver? If we did, you can let us know, and I'm sure well, you will.
2: Let me just say on Sliver real quick, and then... Now we've hit everyone's favorite sliver. Okay. He gives everyone Shroud. He's sweet.
0: Yeah. He...
2: He's actually a nonbow with my um, sliver overlord, though. I, I can't have him out, or I can't gain control of slivers anymore. Right. So that makes me sad.
0: So there's your super secret tech if you're against CJ. You can just give all these guys Shroud and make your... Oh, that's probably... Yeah. Okay, that's actually probably a terrible idea. But hey, if there's something that we left out, or if you know if it's Goblin Legionnaire or not, please let us know. You can contact us a variety of ways. You can email us. We are mtgcardadvantage at com. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at cardadvantage. You can find our website at cardadvantagecast.com. Uh, so, our wonderful guests, would you like to give any contact information? CJ.
2: yeah you can find me at judgecast.com or emails at judgecast at gmail.com or Twitter or Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, we have some very exciting episodes coming up, so you should give us a listen.
0: All right, great. And uh, Mike,
2: uh, you can
3: reach us. manipool hosts at dorks at the com, or maybe not because for some reason that email isn't working right now. Like we can't even send each other messages through that email. Um, so instead of that, uh, check us out on Twitter at The Mana That's usually just Chewy. You can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, there's a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash The Mana uh, But yeah, that's it.
0: All right, great. Uh, if you want to reach me directly, I am at Lachluse on the Twitters, spelled just like it is in the show notes.
1: I am at Clues Loves Blue, spelled like mine Mage.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, All right, well, thank you all for slivering with us uh, this week, uh, and we (laughs) will see you all next time.
2: I heard you reference me reference singing the end of this song, because I do hear it every time.